Welcome to the Corbell Career Cast, the podcast from the Office of Career and Professional Development at the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver. Today, we are excited to be joined by Corbell graduate student Courtney Lamb, who will interview Corbell alum Michael King. And I have to read this title because I think this is so fascinating. Um, he's the Assistant Director of Electrification and Energy in the Office of Innovative Mobility for the Colorado Department of Transportation. I cannot wait to hear more about this. So thank you both for joining us today. Yes. Thank yeah, thank you, Michael, for being here and for talking with us. Um, your title is a mouthful, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself um, <laughs> and explain it a little bit. Uh, basically, you can tell us about the year you graduated from Corbell, what you studied, and um, what your position is now at CDOT. Great, thank you. Um, yeah, so I graduated Corbell in 2013. Um, while I was at Corbell, I studied international development. And my focus was on sustainable urban development, which was sort of a self-styled major. Um, I took a lot of coursework as much as I could um, in the School of Geography at DU, as well as the Public Policy School, which at the time was a separate, separate school within the university. And so that was uh, one of the ways that I kind of got into this field of urban planning, transportation planning. Um, Originally with the intention of uh, focusing that in the international sphere, but like many people uh, living in Colorado for two years, I fell in love with the state. I decided that I'd wanted to stick around a little bit longer. And that's how I ended up working in state government. And now I've been with CDOT for about nine and a half years. And I've been in my current role here for the last three or so. Um, the CDOT Office of Innovative Mobility is a newer office at the Department of Transportation. It combines the, our work in electrification and energy, which I do, um, as well as colleagues that focus on transit, on connected and automated vehicle technologies, and also on new mobility services, uh, things like Uber, Lyft, scooter share, ride share, all of these new technologies that are combining um, smartphones, internet technology, and mobility in new ways that give people more options. That's really interesting. And I think a lot of people, when they think of CDOT or any sort of Department of Transportation, um, don't put those things together, that those programs are actually happening in that part of state government. Um, you know, we have a new program at Corbell. Uh, it's the Global Environmental Sustainability Program. And it's a brand new major. And we also have the Global Environmental Change and Adaptation Certificate. So these programs are growing. We have a lot of students really interested in clean energy, electrification, everything that you're working in at the state level. Um, we learn a lot about, obviously, Corbell, we talk about how this works internationally and how the world system is connected. Um, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about how you work with the federal government, how the state government in Colorado is connected to what's happening at the federal level. Um, maybe we could talk about how this new bill that just passed um, this year, where that funding is going to go, if Colorado is going to get that funding, and how you would implement it and uh, make that work and at the state level here in Colorado. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Traditionally, a lot of transportation and infrastructure policy 
uh, begins in Washington. Um, there are bills that authorize funding for different areas, but the implementation is actually occurring at the state level and then at the local level. This goes back as far as the interstate highway system. You know, the, the federal government authorized that program. They set some standards and some boundaries around it, but the individual states built the interstate system. And similarly today, we have a lot of policy that comes out of Washington where the funding is supplied, the guidelines are provided, but at a state level, we're responsible for making it work, uh, implementing the programs and working with local partners to actually get it done. So a recent example of this that I'm working on is the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure or NEVI program. This was part of the bipartisan infrastructure law that was signed back in 2021. And so in this case, uh, Colorado will receive a $57 million portion of the 5 billion across the country with the intent of building electric vehicle fast charging stations across the entire country, approximately every 50 miles along designated EV corridors. So in Colorado, we have 13 of those corridors. We have $57 million to spend, and we have some guidelines about the number and the power level and the amenities and the location of where these things need to be. So now we're in the process right now where we wrote a plan that the federal authorities approved explaining how we plan to implement this program. We're working with other state agencies like the Colorado Energy Office and the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment because we all have different expertise. So we're, we're collaborating with them to make sure that we, we get this right. And then eventually we're going to be allocating this funding through grants to local governments, private companies, nonprofits, electric utilities, and they'll be the ones that actually build and own and operate the chargers. So in a sense, we kind of are that middle layer where we take the guidance that we get from Washington and the, the resources they provide us. We refine it to make sense and to, to work in the context of Colorado, which is different from other states, of course. And then we, we provide that to the local partners, the private sector, for them to do the on-the-ground work that we make sure they're meeting compliance, but we're also kind of guiding and giving them resources to do a good job with the program. So that's one example. And a lot of the policy at the, at the state DOT level is sort of in that same vein where we get something from the higher federal level, we have to implement it at the local level, and we're that in-between that makes sure it gets done the right way, but that it also makes sense for our state. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think our policy majors, as well as the global environmental sustainability majors, would find that really interesting. Um, so I know you didn't start in electrification energy. A lot of this is new. A lot of these programs are new in the last five years or so, would you say? Um, so would you say there's a lot of maybe lateral movement in CDOT or ways to move around to different programs? I know things change over and priorities change as governors change and <laughs> leadership changes. Um, so um, have you seen that at your time in CDOT? Yeah, definitely. When I started, I was working in the more straightforward planning work at the department. So I would go to public meetings um, in small towns across Colorado. I would hear about local priorities, whether that's um, we need more frequent snow plowing or we need a stop sign at this intersection because it's dangerous. Um, and, and that was really where I started um, over time as the focus on sustainability and alternative fuels and electrification grew within the department. Uh, I made a conscious effort to always volunteer myself or 
um, get involved in new projects because I knew that that was where my interests lay. Um, and so I was able to move sort of within the department towards the part of the work that was most interesting to me and that I thought was most impactful. And then in 2019, when the Office of Innovative Mobility was established um, with a new governor and with a new executive director, I was well positioned uh, because I had that experience that I understood the landscape and I was, I was well positioned to move into that new role and focus on this full time. And I would say that's a pretty common story within CDOT. I actually began there as an intern. Many people at CDOT that are in you know, executive leadership positions started as interns. And you also see it across the entire state government that if you can find a position um, at any state agency in Colorado, it becomes easier to move between state agencies and navigate to where you wanna be. And I think also to other state, um, other departments in other states and or even at the federal level. So I definitely recommend that people consider looking at state government as a way in the door. And then once you're in, you can sort of figure out where it is you'd like to be longer term. Yeah, it is nice that interns at CDOT get real work experience. It's not just getting coffee. Um, You're actually working on real projects and seeing what life in that field is actually like. Um, So most of our students are very interested in work-life balance and how this plays out in the state-level government offices. So mostly, I'm mostly interested in the post-COVID world as, as everybody came back into the offices, what does day-to-day life look like? Are you there five days a week? How does, how does that work? Yeah, so most people at CDOT, and I think across the state government, are in a hybrid situation right now. So for instance, I tend to work from home Mondays and Fridays, and I'm usually in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I have uh, other colleagues that come in two days a week or one day a week. And I think that for most people, that blend is, uh, is pretty good. They like the flexibility. Um, they like the, the interaction with co- coworkers. I think especially for interns, it's really valuable to be in person because there's just certain things that you can't replicate uh, virtually. But um, it's pretty flexible. I would say that at the state of Colorado, um, it is a good work-life balance in general. There are definitely times when you're working towards a deadline that you might put in some extra hours. But, you know, people are really focused on enjoying life, um, getting to the mountains, going skiing, you know, all these things that we live in Colorado for. Um, There's not an expectation that you're working around the clock 24-7. But of course, you know, some people choose to do that at certain times because it's just uh, sometimes uh, you have to react to a situation that's happening in the real world or there's a deadline coming up and you put in a little extra time. Well, it's nice to have choices. Yeah. Um, So what would you say were some classes, if you can remember back when you were at Corbell, that you still think about that really helped you in the career and today, maybe skills classes that you would recommend students take if they want to go into this career field? Well, definitely uh, the GIS courses that I took at the time through the geography department, although I think now Corbell offers more of those directly. That is a super applicable skill. Um, It's something that almost any government agency would love to see on a resume. Um, And it's something that I use pretty frequently um, in my day to day. Um, There were a series of project management courses that unfortunately I was never able to take, uh, but I know that they were very valuable and those project management skills are also something that a lot of employers are looking for. And I would say that the course that I I think about most frequently, probably at least on a weekly basis, 
There was one called the policy process, I believe. It was uh, taught by a lecturer named David Cherney. He was a guest lecturer, but he worked, um, he worked professionally in consulting, environmental consulting related to sustainability. And he would talk about his experiences working between ranchers and environmental groups in Montana and the way that uh, policymaking occurs, the, the idea of um, windows of opportunity and focusing events and all these things that um, I think about quite a bit in my, in my work now. So um, those are a couple of examples. And I, you know, I had a lot of great professors. I also, during my time there, I worked at the Pardee Center for International Futures and that perspective on the world, how to model things, how to look at data to think about possibilities in the future is also something that I employ quite frequently um, working there under Jonathan Moyer. Absolutely. Um, I feel like modeling is, is part of working at CDOT. You have to, if you're gonna plan for new projects that are gonna be implemented across the state, you have to know the data, you have to be able to read the data. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, this is just some qualification questions that students might have if they want to interview for CDOT or thinking about a job there. So if you were a hiring manager, what type of person succeeds in this organization or in this field? What um, We talked about cl the classes you might take, but what kind of skills um, might you look for in a resume that might not be part of classes, but just part of life experience? Yeah, well, I think something um, that that I always look for is flexibility. People that have demonstrated their ability to work through a tough situation, whether that's living abroad, which many Corbell students have done, whether that's being in a position where you have to think on your feet, react to the public. Um, so, you know, flexibility, um, communication skills, um, the ability to learn new uh, skills on your own without a lot of guidance and just, uh, you know, get an assignment with limited, um, limited work that's been planned out for you and just you know, figure it out yourself. And, and of course, combined with some of those things like project management, GIS, writing skills, research skills, data analysis, those, those all work very well together. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for a position at a state agency, so much of the the knowledge that you might need to succeed in that is not something you're going to get in school. You will have to learn on the job. So we do tend to look more for the, the raw materials, the kind of personality characteristics that will let you succeed. But nobody expects you to understand every federal funding program before you get into the department. That's something you have to learn on the job. That makes sense. Well, I really appreciate you giving us a better look into CDOT and how it's not just about roads or construction and how it really, <laughs> it really relates to what we're learning at Corbell as far as policy and environmental change adaptation, especially electrification and energy, which is a hot topic now and um, a place where a lot of Corbell students are hoping to work in the future. So this was a nice look into CDOT and all the different opportunities there that we have in this beautiful state right here. So. Yeah, and I'll also mention um, that, you know, while most of our work is at the state level and, and coordinating with other states uh, within the country, over the years, I have had the opportunity to do some internationally focused work. So um, 
we've had several peer exchanges with states in India that are working on their own electrification planning and, and understanding how that looks different in an environment where personal vehicle ownership is much lower. There's more of an emphasis on motorbikes and three-wheelers. We had a peer exchange with the nation of Finland a few, uh, few months back talking about some of our shared policies and what we could learn from one another. And then earlier this summer, I participated in an event uh, that was a transatlantic transportation decarbonization summit. And we had representatives from Canada, the UK, France, Germany, the EU, and, uh, and others, where we kind of learned about what are the different approaches to decarbonizing transportation that are occurring in different political jurisdictions, what lessons are applicable um, and it also talked quite a bit about the supply chain, the manufacturing, the mineral sourcing of electric vehicles, and the implications that those have between the developed and the developing world. So even in state government, there is surprisingly the opportunity to keep in touch with your international interests, which is something that I've always enjoyed during my time at CDOT. Yeah, that is so interesting. I honestly had no idea that uh, CDOT was involved with, with that kind of organization and with all those organizations and that type of planning. So that is very, very interesting and good to know. Thank you for thank you for telling us that. But again, thank you so much. We appreciate your time today and for all this information about CDOT. I think it's going to be really helpful for all the Corvell students. Great. Thank you. On behalf of all of us at Corbell, thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Michael. This was an incredibly interesting topic today. And I have to give a shout out as the internship program manager in the office to the importance of an internship if you're interested in the Colorado Department of Transportation So, and what pathway that creates. Thank you so much for joining us today on Corbell Career Pathcast. We really appreciate you both.